Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Weekly Nightly Podcast, Season 3, Episode 11. I am AJ. I'm Carlo. Hey, guys. This is Eric. And I'm Dave. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, just kidding. We don't do that. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, you still like and follow. You can still like and subscribe. When you said Episode 11, I'm like, oh, shit. We've actually done 11 of these. That's, that, that's more than, that is more than monthly. It's not more than weekly, but. Yes. We, well, we're should do randomly nightly podcasts. <laughs> All right, <laughs> whatever the hell we want. Title, title of the week. Title of the week. All right. I would like to remind everybody when we started this podcast, we did say like we were neither nightly or weekly. We're just doing this whatever. <laughs> That's true. Very good. That's so true. We and, are, uh... Go ahead. I was just going to say something, something DraftKings. Go do that. Oh, okay, good job. Get that, <laughs> that out of the way. Yeah, yeah hold on. There if, you you go. Do, if you do happen to listen to this before the Super Bowl, which is physically impossible because we won't actually put it up before the Super Bowl, make sure the if you make your bets game. outside of Nevada. Oh, shit. Uh, I don't care. Come after us. Um, <laughs> it, uh, the superb owl is the superb owl. You said superb, superb owl. owl. That's what you yeah, said. All the bowels. Yeah. Um, make sure to place your bets on uh, DraftKings if you can. But if you listen in Nevada, you can't. So, okay, there we go. We're good, AJ. All right, all, right we're all good. So, uh, let, first off, let's kick it off with uh, the All Star event. Uh, what, what did you, what did you guys think about that last weekend? Was it already well, won? Uh, well, yeah. well, I wasn't. I wasn't there. But I I had fun watching it, honestly. It's, it was okay. I think the – so to today's point, absolutely, right? Everybody understands the most talented thing that anybody saw was what Trevor Zegers did. I don't care if he could see. I don't care if there was no um, dodgeballs on the ice. I don't care about any of that. The fact that he was able to – I don't even care if he had stick them on his tape. It does not matter. It's the most talented thing you saw that weekend. Um, but what you realize – what you – everybody needs to realize right is that weekend isn't about the hardcore fan that weekend Mm -hmm. is for the kids and every single kid there loved it every single kid watching and interacting loved it and that's what it was for they did a lot of cool things um could you have made some tweaks to the bellagio fountain thing and made it a little bit better absolutely they needed to probably have nets all around that they're shooting at right like or the 21 right turn them the other way like i've heard a lot of that out there and yeah that would have been cool but i just think how much talent was actually displayed was was really really cool for for vegas i think it really did a good job showing what vegas can be and there's a lot of people talking that hey just every year go to vegas because nobody had a problem coming here and the social media aspect i thought was really strong so like sometimes when we were sitting there in the crowd like you couldn't really get a ton out of like the, what was actually happening at certain points in time, especially like if it was one of the skills contests, that wasn't something like the, uh, you know, the fastest skater where they're using the whole rink. Sometimes you're seeing like the backs of players the whole time, depending on what seats you're in. But I thought like overall it was really great because how they framed it, like when they actually broadcast it live, plus like replays on social media gave you like a lot of good angles and like a lot of the stuff that you could hear, like the players mic'd up on the ice, which I thought was good for the game overall. There's a lot of funny things being said, like the Tom Wilson quote where he's like, I'm glad they didn't announce this individual here. Everybody would have booed me. And then they just cl- switched to a clip where they did announce him later and everybody booed him like that sort of stuff. It was, it's just good yeah. for the game. I think like they need good PR lately. And I, I think that they did a good job trying to work on that stuff. And a, a lot of things that they test out at the all-star game, they actually start using in the playoffs as well too. So it's like they're testing out, but speaking of kids though, too, 
my, my favorite part was actually the kid that sat behind us talking trash the whole time. <laughs> I just thought that was great. Yeah, he had some good chirps. He did. Yeah. yeah speaking like, of the, the uh, skills competition, the one chirp he said, and I kind of I did laugh, and I was one I sent out to you guys early because you weren't there yet. He was like, "Why is John Gibson here? He freaking sucks." I'm like, I, I had to hold back from laughing. Like he really doesn't suck, but yeah, <laughs> it was <It's>... hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of the mic'd up stuff, though, because I know you guys missed a lot of it because you guys were at the game, so there's a lot of stuff in the broadcast they picked up. The funniest part, the funniest one, in my opinion, was the Marcia So one, where uh, it was a mic'd up saying well, when they, co- they called the goal back because it ran out of time, he said, like, I knew it. That that's the guy that always fucks me. <laughs> yeah, he's like they, he's like he found a way to fuck me or something like yeah. that. No, he said that guy always fucks me. But do you guys know the backstory on that? What what? So I guess that ref lives in Vegas. So he always refs during like camp and stuff like that. Uh, so that's what he's saying. He didn't mean it like a uh, derogatory, like, oh, that guy always like gets me. Like it wasn't anything actually malicious. It was just that guy's literally at practice for them as they do sense. camp. And, stuff like that all <laughs> okay, time. and it's like, this guy that. always fucks me. Like he calls penalties on him when he, when he doesn't feel like, so it was real playful, but it's just funny how that came across. And I'm glad that ESPN aired it. Obviously that was, yeah, it was a hot mic and it was hilarious. The announcers were just laughing. Yeah, they're like, and, oh. <laughs> and another thing about the Zegers goal is that it, it, it is amazing. It was very, very like skilled. Like, like you said, even if it, if he was a, uh, it was a fake blindfold, it was still like a really cool skill. But here's the thing. A dodgeball hit the goalie, so that thing that was goalie interference, so she shouldn't count. <laughs> and we also call out that that goalie was actually a U.S. agent from Falcon yeah. Winter Soldier. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, uh, John Wyatt. Uh, you mean Wyatt Russell? Wyatt Russell. Same thing, thing, John. Same Wyatt thing. Russell. I got the Wyatt right. It's okay. John <laughs> Russell could be somebody. I mean, it's okay. Oh, his character is the same John Wyatt. He was actually yeah. also in uh, the sequel to that movie Goon with uh, Stifler from... Uh, American yep. Yeah, he's he's in a lot of movies. But he's, he so Wyatt Russell is Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's son, and he was oh, a, I did not know that he was an NHL prospect like when he was in high school, but he mm-hmm. was not a good goalie. Like if you yeah. look at his elite prospect stats, I don't think hey, he, he didn't get better, better than any of us. So. Oh, way better, way definitely better, better than, uh, and, than than Ken last week there too. Yeah. Also, and, can we uh, can, can we go ahead and say that there is no reason that Petrangelo should have won that? Like he didn't even yeah, he, he actually even, he did not score a goal. The goalies, speaking of the, the speak, speaking of the goalies though, the goalies didn't even try. Like they're they're just there for show. They didn't even try to make the stop, and Petro still missed. <laughs> and, and, and it's funny because I was thinking about this. You know what they should have done with Petro? Yeah, he should have missed the first one and brought all the drummers and stuff. And he should have went like. Yeah, I don't know why they put me here. I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be doing the breakaway thing. I should ask a teammate to do it, and then bring out Jack Eichel. That's, oh, that's what that's what they should have oh, done. Man. Like the first time. Oh no. man, why didn't they do that? I don't know. That that's they should have done that because you know it's non-contact anyways, and, and people know. would have gone nuts for exactly. it. Like the whole league would have gone nuts for that. Yeah. Especially the Vegas fans, it'll be the first time seeing Jack Eichel there. But I did, I did find it funny there. though that the reason that he won was because John Ham rigged it because <laughs> he's a big Blues fan. Like I don't think, I don't think the NHL rigged it. I think John Ham rigged it. Everybody <laughs> says like, "Oh, the league rigged it." Whatever, no, it was John Ham that rigged it. I, I think that was all John Ham. What's even worse <laughs> is even if Petrangelo didn't win, I don't even think that 
uh, Zegers had the highest yeah. score. I think it was Hughes after Hughes, that, yeah. which made no sense. Like, no. His Hughes. magic trick also. the, the best. Blackburn. Yeah, Blackburn had the best tweets of the weekend by sure when he was like, when he showed the picture of what was behind the curtain and it was COVID. It was like, <laughs> yeah. all right, well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But yeah, so it's okay. Yeah, I, I love the uh, the Caprice of um, uh, the, the the OV the OV like a lot of wild fans were freaking out about it though because he's wearing a capital. So jersey. I so I did not even know. So Kaprizov is a natural lefty. He mm-hmm. shot righty. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Like yeah. I, I, yeah, I heard he, that. That was fact. actually was like, OV's. Oh, okay. Yeah, OV's stick. He got OV's helmet. Yeah, Kuzi and brought got, OV's stick for him. I mm-hmm. guess. And he got yellow shoelace uh, yep. laces too. He got everything OV except for the. The pants, apparently. Did, did you see but, his? Did you see his interview where he like is talking to the translator? But they're like, "Was that actually your stick?" And they're, "Whose was it?" And he just starts laughing. He was like, "That was Obi's." <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> I, I think I think the breakaway challenge was really fun. I think it was, was one of my favorite. I know it was what it, it, I think it's starting oh. to become the uh, the slum uh, slam dunk contest for, uh, version. Yeah. Did you uh yeah. did you guys see uh, on social media they had a, a couple clips of Zegras actually? learning some of those yes. tricks from the trick shot guys mm-hmm. yeah yeah i saw that and i, I it, the guy he was learning it from went viral on youtube or something like that he's like a trick shot guy yep uh yeah, what's his name something hockey uh yeah okay. almost hockey or something yeah there, there's elevate 08 and then our and then there's another one but yeah there and then there's pavel barber I, who was also there yeah, and, and I still I I think it was a fake blindfold, but that's besides the point. It was still really cool. A million percent, I promise you. I do not care what anybody says. It was a fake blindfold. Yeah. They're not letting yeah. the the future of the Anaheim Ducks go out there and skate. <laughs> and you can tell when like, the lights are down. Yeah, material's so he did, thin, and he yeah, knew so. where to turn, and he was looking at of the. Of course, you he could see, see that he was I looking at the puck. <laughs> I don't care. It was the most. Talented it was still thing really weekend. cool. That was amazing. Oh yeah, but yeah, I I think. I think that is a cool event. Um, the save challenge thing I think is cool because you mm-hmm. get to see the players actually go and try other things. There were some yeah. – I just think to AJ's point, you miss some of it while you're live. Mm-hmm. But, like, there were some really talented, like, going against the grain and just flipping it over a goalie to get a goal um, mm-hmm. in that breakaway challenge or in the, uh, in the goalie save challenge that we didn't really get to see live. But So I think there's some really cool events. They're fattest, fastest skater. I don't know, make it two laps, make it yeah. back and forth, do something because it's just not, I don't know. It, was that ex- not yeah, that it, didn't, it didn't have the pizzazz. And I, and yeah. I feel bad for uh, McDavid. I guess he's come out and said, hey, why do I always have to do this? Like, he wants yeah. to do something else. He's the most talented player in the league, and all they do is put him on the, on the ice for 14 and, and seconds. And then you think it's a shoot in the breakaway. Uh, yeah, yeah, because there's a perspective in that already. Uh, how was your – go anyway. How were you guys' experience watching the – the the fountain and the uh, poker thing on uh in the arena. Oh, was how was that? Yeah, you guys were just watching it correct. on the big screen, Co- right? Yeah. yeah. While it was going on live, mm-hmm. has, yeah. uh, quotation marks. Um, yeah, they just they just played it in the arena. It was uh, it was probably much much better on TV. You the sound and that's oh. something that we talked about the entire time. They definitely had because once again it was geared it- towards kids. They yeah. had the sound in T-Mobile way way down, so we couldn't hear a lot. You could kind of see like how talented were, they were, but were there uh, the commentators? That's what I'm saying. The sound was far yeah, too you could, low. You to hear. Yeah, well, you oh, didn't miss. You, you didn't miss you, much. You, you, bit, com- yeah. <laughs> you didn't miss much of the commentators, which was very bland and boring. Yeah, honestly, the one thing that I noticed was how how 
elite Pavelski, right? He just every yeah. like, okay, King of Diamonds, okay, Ace, I got I, the, I got the King, I'll go get the Ace, and then he's like, okay, now I'll go get the Queen. I actually like, really like that uh, that concept. I really actually really like the Blackjack one, but I, I I think I tweeted this out, but maybe they they done like a poker thing where they have to compete on the cards they're trying to hit and try to make the best hand, and now you're competing for cards on like. Each each everybody has five five shots and you're trying to get the best hand in poker. I think that adds hand. yeah. I think that's like gives you a little bit more strategy because someone's gonna someone's gonna try to go for a straight. So someone's gonna take the like break the straight and all that stuff. I think I think there'll be some cool strategy to it. I uh, I, I agree with that. That would be cool. I uh, for the blackjack aspect, I thought I do agree with turn the cards around. Yeah yeah. yeah. I th- I think I don't mind it. Uh, on one, uh, because there's some strategy part to was, it. Because was, well, everybody got everybody when everybody got the 21, after that, people had to like figure out, like, oh, shit, oh, we don't have the aces anymore, so we gotta we gotta hit some numbers differently because they, they ran out of big numbers and stuff, yeah. But then it was like, okay, so highest card, and then it was like, yeah, well, Pavelski can't lose, so it was just like, okay, there it is, he gets yeah. first shot. So that's so. why that's why I prefer the poker approach of it because yeah, I think I it adds more. Yeah, because strategy. first person takes an ace, right? Second yeah. person, are they taking an ace? They're not going for quads anymore, obviously. Yeah. Or are they going for the same royal flush? Or I mm-hmm. get that, right? Like, yeah, it'd be cool. But I think, uh, yeah, I was gonna say that's enough on the uh, All Star game. Now, uh, now to the thing that Carlo hinted at but didn't happen. It looks like Jack Eichel will be back probably this week right so we're recording this super bowl sunday morning super bowl super bowl uh the report from washinsky is while he was at washinsky for espn as the word out of everything was while he was here in vegas um they're trying to get eichel in the lineup for the wednesday game the 16th which is a national tnt game against colorado right it's one of the makeup games so that would be everything would line up that would be really cool if that would happen yeah. yeah. We also have, you know, seen that Mark Stone has been out and everybody's seen those rumors on Twitter that, you know, he might go on injured reserve for or LTIR in order to get Eichel on the roster. So obviously other fan bases are freaking out saying that's cheating, blah, 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 which it's not, but it's not cheating. Cry and be mad about it. Well, There's so, nothing in the rules against it. So, so here's the thing, right? Like if, if you ask, uh, thousand hockey fans who are the foremost people that you go to and listen to when it comes to to just the state of hockey right i would think a lot of people would say american friedman right they're fantastic Mm -hmm. on 32 thoughts they are on the number one show in canada when they come to talk about hockey they're always on um nhl network like they are the foremost if you want to call them whatever authorities on hockey their most recent podcast when they were talking about this both of them were like hey that horse is out of the barn like stop it has already been proven that they're not going to change it right it happened i think it was 2015 with um chicago yep when they put kane on and then he came back it just happened last year with uh tampa bay the only reason nobody complains about toronto doing it is because they've never fucking won anything yeah. right so <laughs> it happens every year right i mean half i think dave made the point a couple of weeks ago half the league is over using ltir so it's going to be a team it's just if vegas does it Obviously, 9.5 is a big number over. But last year, Tampa Bay was 18 million over. They wore shirts that said 18 million over yeah. the cap. Montreal into has, it. Montreal is higher right now than. Vegas. Yeah, but they're, they're, nobody cares because they're not. Making yeah, it, exactly. Not making nobody cares because they're not winning. Didn't right. Tampa do it with Stamkos this the first cup they won too a couple years ago? 
No, because he only came back for like two games, remember? Yeah. That's right. He, that's he right. was actually really, really injured. It wasn't like game one of playoffs for Kane, game one of playoffs mm-hmm. for Kucherov. Also, Kucherov, <laughs> Kucherov, I think he won. Did he win the Conn Smythe or did uh, Vasilevsky win? It? Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky did. Vasilevsky. Oh, it might have been. Or maybe Europe. it's yeah, Vasilevsky, but, yeah. But anyway, he scored like seven goals the first series. It was just like, yeah, he's probably not rusty. So he probably should have played yeah. earlier. Did he, like he was 25 points in the entire series or the yeah, entire had, run. Yeah, yeah and he, he was skating for for like a month with his teammates before the playoffs started too. Yeah, it's so. it's just like the NHL are they going to come out and say, "Hey, yeah. does your back hurt?" Yes, okay, fine, fuck off. Like, <laughs> like it's it sucks, and this is the point that American Freeman made was he's all. I mean, it's proven he's injured. He's missed 20 games this year. It's not like mm. he just now got a stubbed toe and he, they're going to hold him out. I mean, also. He's making nine point five million, guys. He's our best player before Eichel. Like, I don't think you want to go the rest of the season without him. No. So I and forgot I, who tweeted it that Mark Stone is second in the league in yeah. forwards with Webster, turn, uh, takeaways. Webster. Yeah, yeah. I sent and he missed many games. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, yeah, is that's the guy we we want to miss? A lot of people think that we're doing this in purpose. Is just is it convenient? Yes, it's very convenient. Is it but, good though? No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and, and that's uh, Ryan, who is in our market, does a really good job. I agree with him completely. Like, you don't want to go the rest of the, the regular season, the other 30 games, without knowing what Eichel and Stone can do together. You don't want exactly. to wait till, till round one of the playoffs. So I know we'll get to kind of what we think will happen after that. But look, it's just because people are talking about it. And here's the other thing. Frank Saravelli, yeah, he brought it up, and then it just it caught like wildfire. Oh, this is what's going to happen. I, I, like I said, I know we'll get to what we all think, but I don't think it's just as cut and dry. It, I don't think you want to go into round one, whoever it's against, Anaheim, LA, Cal, whoever you have to play, one of the central teams. You don't want to go without knowing what your lineup can be. And I would well, rather. Actually, I was going to say, since we're doing a, a shorter session today, do we want to just all kind of give our takes and see what see how they line up? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Man, this is—you're asking hard questions, right? All right, now, Car- Carlo's going to pontificate too much. I—I I think they trade somebody. <laughs> Carlo, you—you sit there and think all you want. I—I a hundred percent. I don't think they're going to have Stone out to the playoffs. I don't think they're going to LTIR it just to keep everybody. I believe they're trading somebody, whether that be Smith or I don't think it's Martinez, whether it be Dadanov or any of those. I just think they make a move because. You already have, if you did the stone thing, and I know you guys, we've talked about this a lot. If you do the stone thing, you're going into the playoffs round one, putting on the bench two of Colasar, Yanmar, Carrier, um, Patrick, uh, Howden. I mean, you're putting two of those people on the bench and it just doesn't make any sense. I think a trade happens. Most likely, I think it's the Donoff. And I think they stone only misses. I don't even think he goes on LTIR even for a month. I think a trade happens. All right. I will do next since, uh, sorry, Dave, did did you want to go? I was just going to say, the only thing I'm going to add to that is that's exactly what Eric said was exactly what I was going to say. Gotcha. And I'll go next because I know Carlo is the uh, Cody Eakin of making decisions on this. So (laughs) he'll he'll wait till till next uh, till next week to give his. But um, I think it's going to be a hybrid. I think that they're still going to trade somebody at or before deadline. But I think that they'll put Mark Stone on LTIR for at least 10 games to get Eichel sometime now. And then they want to wait until deadline to raise the values more of some of these players that they could trade. 
because that's when people are going to be looking to make and pull those triggers and make those decisions and be more willing to to um, part with their picks and stuff like and salary and stuff like that. So I think that putting Mark Stone on LTIR for a shorter time, but not the rest of the season might buy them time to get more value. It's 24, I, for 24 days and or 10 games. It's whichever one is, I think, longer. Yeah. And because we're, we're only in February and it's a late season, I think that's okay. It's you have, you have five plus weeks until they would um, until the deadline. And it is very possible. I, I agree that that could be the, the pass because you kind of get best of both worlds, right? You, yep. like you said, you get Eichel to see what he does with Dodonov or Smith or anybody else. If they go those 10 games and it is very condensed. So you're going to have, an easy 10 game stretch in there. So I think um, that is very possible. I agree as my point, right? I, he, they're not going until the playoffs without I, him. Go ahead, Carlo. I think, I think, I think I just thought of something. What if, what if they, Uh-oh. of course you thought of something. <laughs> what if they keep Mark Stone on LTIR until the deadline so that they are not pressured to trade anyone. So, Teams can't really pressure them to take the value down because if they can't trade anybody and get what they want, they'll just keep Mark Stone and LTIR. That could be the other way. Is right? I mean, that's only an extra, what, three weeks until deadline yeah. between that time? March 21st. It's March yeah. 21st, so it's it's about a month. Yeah, about and a half about two now. weeks then. Um, yeah. I think you but, need – I think for the deadline, I think you need something to happen because I don't think everybody waits until the until the actual deadline this yeah. year. But I, I think some of those people, like like Andrew's boy crush, Hurdle, I think that one goes till deadline, whether they sign or whether they mm-hmm. um, trade them. But I think some of these other moves will happen before because you want to start integrating those players in, and especially in the East, right? The East is already decided. Mm-hmm. You know who your sellers are, your bottom eight or your sellers. Yeah. I think it'll be really interesting to see what happens out here in the West though. Does Dallas become a seller? Cause they're currently in the, in the, in the playoff push. Does Anaheim become a seller, even though they're currently in a playoff spot, right? Does Vancouver ever become a seller? Or do they think because of this Bruce Boudreaux, Boudreaux bump that oh, they Bruce, don't there need? It is. Yeah, there it is. Um, I, I just think there's so many teams that could be sellers that are going to wait till the deadline for that to happen. But I think, Something could happen earlier, but I agree, Carlo. That would be a good, good way to do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it's going to be somewhere in between what we all just said. Like it's it's definitely. I don't know that they would just be like, all right, fuck it, we're going to put Mark Stone on till till you know playoffs. Yeah. I don't. I also don't know that they'll be like, fuck it, we're not going to put Mark Stone on at all. I think we're making it. We're making a trade Wednesday morning, right? Like, yeah. Well, maybe maybe you're saying that you don't want to see how Jack Eichel and Mark Stone is going to be together. Maybe uh, they just put Jack. Like you guys have been saying this. Maybe they put Jack Eichel somewhere else, and Mark Stone he comes back. He just goes back with Stevenson and uh, Pacioretty. Anyways, and they're, but what if they you know, score a goal about... like every time they're on the ice together? Like you got to see if like how yeah, that's, that happens, that's right. Well, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I I don't know. Well, this is just because you think about Mark Stone picking somebody's pocket and doing a stretch pass to Eichel, who already can go coast to coast, and you do you even need a, Stevenson, a left faster. Stevenson is faster. It's a nice try. That's Dave, yeah. Dave, Steven, Dave, what, Stevenson what is faster, this? but but Eichel's Eichel. got better hands. Yeah, Eichel's better hands. Even if they keep Stone on eye long-term IR until the deadline, they'll have to make a move if they take them off because... Yeah, so yeah no, I, I, yeah, I, I think that's what everybody kind of thinks is move. Now, okay, now the next level of this, who are your... Who do you designate as your three most likely to move? Ooh. Carlo, 
you need to go first this time. So hopefully you've had enough to pontificate. Okay, on this. so <laughs> three. We talk about this three. Just we talk three. about One, two, three. so much. You talk about this so much on the on the on the on the group chat, but I, I think you know where I'm going here. It's that and all Smith and Martinez. Okay, so those are your three, Dave. The Donoff, Janmark, Smith. Okay. Choi? Dodonoff, Smith, Carlson. That is my exact thought as well. Dodonoff, Smith, Carlson. I don't don't think they move Martinez. I just don't think they ever get to to thinking that. And I don't think they even get down to Carlson. I think they figure out a way with one of those first two. Coughlin is too bad and Hutton is too mediocre for them to move Martinez in my opinion. Correct. Um, but Carlson has not had a great season, so I could see him Smith because of his contract and same with Zidanov. Um, the only reason I could see it being maybe Carlson more than the other two is because there's so much center depth now and he has got a higher cap hit, but I still don't think they make that move. But we talked about this in, on the way to the all-star game the other day. It could end up happening just because he has a slightly higher cap hit and a longer term, but nobody's going to pick up that longer term. So. I still have no idea. <laughs> I think I think people would take the longer term because it's because it's especially in the cap world that we're in. Vegas has done a really good job with their cap True. hits, so I think that it still looks at like a team friendly. I'm glad nobody was dumb enough to mention Theodore, right? Like that, yeah, is just moronic. God. Do not like. There are is just playing stupid. Yeah, Theodore's name came up in some Vegas circles, and I'm just like, why? He's he's the third leading scorer on the team, and he's a defenseman. Like, he's just doing it quietly. He's not as flashy as he was in the bubble when everybody thought he was going to be a, a Norris-caliber uh, player. But Theodore's game really has improved. He's, he's become more responsible. I think he's w- way better defensively than he was during the bubble. If, if Theodore still, were going to move at all, it would have been in the Eichel package. I don't I – don't, I, Yeah, I they probably would have done Theodore and not had to include – Krebs in there, right? Yeah, no, Krebs, not, yeah. no. I think because I think because Theodore was was quite a bit higher value wise yeah. than Tuck, so I don't think they would have had to include Krebs. Obviously, I'm super happy with how the trade worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I think AJ was making this point, or might have a caller of the who do you play him with? And if you ever want to, and okay, so it was AJ saying uh, they could score a goal every time. Same thing with Theodore and Petrangelo. They use those late game when they're down. So just because you start the game with Carrier, Stone, and Stevenson doesn't mean you can't go Pacioretty, Eichel, and Stone late in the game when you're down a goal, right? Like, it is very possible for them to still do that. So, um, I love the idea of just pairing. I think Jesse was the one that put this up, right? If you look at the elite players of the team, you just put them in pairs, right? So, if it's Eichel and Pacioretty, if it's Stone and Stevenson, if it's Smith and Carlson or Carlson and Marshy or whatever it is, right? And then you figure the rest out from there. So and the thing about Stevenson is he can play the wing too. A lot of people forget that. Left wing, yeah. He can yeah. play left wing for sure. So it is possible that if you went, you could play him on a third line. I don't know. It's just once again, without trading somebody, and that's this is why I really believe why I think a trade happens is because without trading anybody, you just have too much good depth sitting on your bench each and every night forward depth, right? Like and we, we talked about this before the recording too, is that, is there a spot for Brisson after the Olympic? No, no. no. Yeah. It, and they're already spot, sitting two good games. And there's no spot for Morozov. I saw Jack, yeah. Jack uh, 
Manning came out this morning and said something like, oh, he's seeing stuff out there where people think that Brisson's going to take Pacioretty's spot and Morozov's mm-hmm. going to take Carlson's spot. I'm like, I, I don't know what circles this you year. follow. Yeah, I don't know what Not circles you pay attention to because that is just – I, it's Not probably just fans' response to their yeah. pulse, might be my guess. Yeah, it's it's the emotional response because you've seen them perform really well against le- obviously lesser competition. Yeah, but that's the same group of people that say, <laughs> think that Brandon Peary should still be on this fucking team. Hold on, <laughs> is he not? I, th- I think he's in Chicago coming up. Is he ready? Are we still affiliated? Is with he the switch? Play? You mean Rock- Rockford? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is he in the AHL right now? Yeah, he's in Rockford. He's uh, a nice guy. Yeah, poor guy. Um, yeah. But. Hang out with Cody Glass. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think uh, playing Mor- against. I don't Cody think. Glass, Mor- yeah. I don't think Morozov has any chance this year. When he comes yeah. over, he's straight to the AHL, mm-hmm. and then he'll come up when the AHL season is over. And Brisson, if he signs, somebody did point out, and I actually don't disagree with this. When their season ends, it's like April 9th, and then Vegas would have nine games left. So if you sign him and you could play him as eight games, therefore you you slide his contract. You yep. could, yeah. Oh. Under the ten game limit, and you yeah. can see how he does in those games, and make yeah, sure especially if you have the playoff spot locked down. It maybe if you're battling for seeding, maybe I don't know how hesitant you are on playing, uh, testing out rookies. But if you ha- if you have your seeds locked down, I think they're gonna give them chances. It might be like a Schultz or White Cloud situation where they yeah. get one game at the end and then go to the AHL to to see that. I don't know. I mean. I think but, he signs after this year. There's no reason for him to go back. That entire Michigan team is leaving, right? Veneers, yeah. Power, Brisson, and there's one other it's, one. Especially Brisson? if they, uh, especially if they yeah, win the national championship, they, they have all kinds of top recruits coming right back in for next year too. Yeah. Is it recency bias, or does Brisson actually look like the most put together prospect that Vegas has had? Uh, I thought Krebs looked really good. I thought I, thought, I I've been I feel like Brisson's looked better Brisson has a better shot Brisson's shot is like the best of our prospects that I've seen yeah like ever AJ I don't think it's recency bias I think it's because what you're able to watch and who Mm. he's playing against Krebs Mm. when you saw him even on best on best when he was playing world juniors he was slotted way down that lineup I mean he was third I don't even think he was a center when he was playing uh in the world juniors and he didn't have any fantastic like tournament or anything like that. He was excellent when he played for the Winnipeg Ice. Same thing with uh, Glass never really was what you got to see when it came to best on best. So now you're seeing Brisson against men, score the first goal, score another good goal, and look okay. So I don't know that it's necessarily recency bias. I think it's just what you're seeing. It's also who he's playing playing with, right? Yeah. Because he's playing with – like. Let, let's be honest, 75 to 90% of that Michigan lineup is literally an NHL team. Like, mm-hmm. almost all those it's guys are draft picks. So, like, it's not 75%. They have, like, six picks out of 18. Yeah, it's or... the most eight in first yeah. or second round yeah, picks. It's, yeah, well, eight, eight out of a whole team. That's, that's Okay, but amount. eight out of 18, tell me, help me out with – I'm not very good at math, right? Is that 75% or is yeah, that yeah, – well, it's, anyway, it's, it's like 60 – it's 60%. I don't feel like – I don't feel like eight out of 18 is 60% either. Oh, wait, either, no, Carl. 60. That's 40%. I'm thinking 60. There we go. Yes, 40%. I feel like, yeah. but anyways. Yeah. I just, <laughs> everybody listening, if we don't understand, Eric is not not Asian – Eric hey, is very white. What is this? We're sticking with the stereotypes. What AJ is this? AJ and Carlo are supposed to be really good at math, and they are fucking this up. Whatever. I'm 75%. Okay, so you are telling me right now that 
Anyways. Players. Go ahead. <laughs> anyways, I lost my train of thought, so let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I had something good, and it is gone. Yes. Um, but yeah, anyway. so uh, to wrap on that, right, like, I think it'll be fun to see, but I don't think they have any chance. Yeah. I, I mean, sure, other than injuries, in the playoffs, other, right? other, which we hope not, but okay. But how many injuries do you have to go through? I mean, I, I, I mean that's, it's going to be, is, is that a real question right now? No, but, <laughs> but, but, yeah, but exactly. If, if there are no <laughs> trades and they have everybody healthy, right. You have to go beyond if. three forward injuries mm-hmm. to get to somebody beyond Amadio. And they like Amadio quite a yeah. bit guys. Like they, they like Amadio. So Beyond Amadio, he extended him. That's how much they like yeah, him. Yeah, you got. Well, I think they extended him. So when they when they sit him down, he won't get claimed. I think that's why they extended him. Okay. Um, I mean, they like Lecision quite a bit, right? Like mm-hmm. there's there's Ron Beard, right? Yeah, like, Ron Beard. Yeah. Uh, who else came up? Ben Jones came up one. Uh, when he got a game. game. Yeah, Cotter. Cotter yeah, there's Scott Cotter. I think Dorofia is really doing really well down there too. Has Just Dugan? Has du- is Dugan still hurt? Dugan played back? one. He got called up for one game. I can't remember if he played in that Dugan? or not. He didn't play. Dugan, that. Dugan no, he, he didn't, didn't play. play because he when the the all those injuries happened, Dugan was also injured. So Dugan hasn't had the chance yet. Is he healthy now? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if he gets a game now ever. It's gonna be. We were just talking about. There's, there's a, there's a huge queue right now. I'm trying to make. It's gonna start to be a problem though soon, right? It's already a problem. problem. Look, Alvinus agreed to a contract buyout, and then he got claimed by Anaheim. And I mean, he was. uh, um, Scott Wheeler did a really good, or uh, every year does a really good Mm -hmm. piece on the article ranking the prospect pools, and he had Elvinus in the, in their eight spot which means he will probably get NHL games and he had no chance in Vegas. So I just, I think for the next couple of years, and this hurts like all of us, cause we're, we really pay a lot of attention to prospects. I mean, for fuck's sake, I'm sitting here defending Patrick again, right? Like yeah, <laughs> Patrick is the new glass. So I'm trying to defend him, but it's, but, I just don't uh, think Patrick's way better. <laughs> I got you, but I'm still, pe- people are still shitting on the poor kid. Um, but for the next probably three years, I don't think many prospects get any sort of sniff on this team. I think your um, e- even your fringe ones, your Dugans, your like the ones that could make the NHL but are too good for the AHL, probably get traded. Brisson, I don't know about Morozov. that. I don't know about that because especially now with with a, with such how tight we are in the cap, we're gonna need those entry level contracts to really play, and I think there's gonna start showing up. I don't. I don't think so. A league minimum deal is less expensive than an entry level contract. It depends on where, where you're drafted. I think it depends no. on your bonus. Structure. Yeah, your bonuses. Yeah. There's been league entry deals signed at the minimum. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of like late round picks they sign but, for league minimum. But a Brisson is gonna look for that signing bonus. It's like nine. It's like yeah. nine. Fi- like Brisson's gonna be like nine fifty. Sh- yeah, yeah, first round picks get those. Yeah. And you got right now we got um Howden at like eight something. So I mean yeah. I just I think they can go find depth that they trust but, more than Howden's gonna ask yeah, for no, a raise. Yeah, exactly. Howden's gonna ask for a raise, especially how he's so performing. So, right now. Okay, back to my point on why I think a trade happens, because they still need to clear for next year as well. I know they're not super yep. worried about next year, but yeah. look, you got Hay getting more money, you got Wah getting more money, you got Howden getting more money. At some point, that's why I think Dodonov is the first to go because next year it clears five million. And I don't year, think I don't think Kolasar is going to stick around here either. He is hundred percent. They love the kid. Yeah, they absolutely love the kid. I don't think he'll get much of a raise, but they mm-hmm. love that kid. I, I look. 
I, Carlo, I apologize. I know he's your new man crush. I don't see it. The only thing that I see is that he's always in the correct spot, but it doesn't matter if you can't finish. Always it's, being in the correct spot means something, but there's more, literally if you can't finish, it doesn't mean anything. If his correct spot wasn't the one that should him. be scoring, then he would be great, but he's always the one that's in the correct spot to be the one that finishes the fucking puck. Now, if he started finishing all the time, though, that would mean much bigger rates for him. Yeah, but it, oh, he's it's not just that, because he... he He's a physical presence. He no. gets the puck to other teams too. And Definitely not a fighter. That. Not no. He now first he year either yeah, breaks somebody really or gets his ass beat. There's no yeah. in between. Yeah, <laughs> Carrier is your physical presence. I don't think Kolasar is anymore. Like, look, he's more like I don't know. I I just for me, if you are taking somebody out of the lineup, he's my first one out. I would actually take well of uh, forwards, yeah, I, and then I would take out Coglin. No, no, forwards. Look, for uh, defense depth is already set, right? You've already said it, right? Yeah. As soon as Martinez and White Cloud come back, you know who your six are. You don't even worry about it. You just worry about how they roll out there. But as far as forward depth, to me, Kolasar should be first out, and he hasn't been. He's played, I want to say, almost every game this year. Yeah, it's only, him and McNabb are the only ones who hasn't missed the game. Pat, Patrick was games. first yeah. out, wasn't he? Huh? Patrick was first out the other day. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, which confused me because I've I've liked how he played. He's played he really was, well. He was the best forward in that Calgary game when they moved him up mm-hmm. to play with Stevenson and yeah. Pacioretty. He, yeah. he was the best forward, and he played right wing at that point. That's why I think he has – once again, I, I, I love the kid. I, he had three great ace chances. He just unfortunately didn't bury any of them. He, he pulled Colasars. Stop. <laughs> Colasar never got it on net. At least Patrick got it on net. Kolasar well, gets something. it on the goalie, straight on the goalie sometimes. Patrick has been learning a lot from Mark Stone, though. He's made some yeah. good pickpockets lately, too. Like yeah. you can tell he's yes, been picking yes. up little like stick handling tricks from playing with Stone so much. You can you can really start seeing why he was the second overall pick. He, he's he got the vision. The he's, yeah, he's for sure got the vision. It's just got to come together for him eventually. The kid is only twenty two. He gets yeah. Kid's only twenty two. He gets better. You got to remember, like when talk first. Uh, uh, on that rookie year, he was what 23, 24? Uh, Patrick's already 23. Are you sure? Patrick's yeah. 23. He was, he, yeah, he was a year oh. after year after Brett Howden, but they're the same age just because of how their hmm. how their data burst fell. Yeah, I, his, I remember, his is, uh, September. Because I remember he was the same draft class as Cody Glass. So that's yep. what I was he was, yeah, he was. Into, yeah. yeah, Howden was March of the same year. So he it, it's like you know, when you get put in the later grade in school because mm. your birthday. Yeah, um, Patrick was a late. He was an older. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Drafty or whatever. Yeah. He did But I mean, look, the kid, the kid came out and had thirty point back to back NHL seasons his first two years as an 18, 19 year old. Like anybody that thinks he's not talented, fuck off, right? Like I and look, Vegas traded for him and extended him beyond this year. They sent him to one point two for this year and next year. Mm-hmm. He is not going anywhere. He's not going on waivers. He's not being sent down. None of that shit. He will be on this team. That's why, once again, I believe a trade happens to clear some space for that logjam that you have there. And that's why, to AJ's point, right, Carlson doesn't – I don't want them to trade Carlson. They, I love Carlson. They love Carlson, clearly. It wouldn't be the strangest thing in the world if they moved Carlson. Yeah, that's the only reason why I think maybe that's the, the, the trade. But then again, you do have, and I, I forgot who made the point, Stevenson can play wing, and we just talked about Patrick playing wing. So all of a sudden, your six centers turn into four centers yeah. when you can go Eichel, 
um, Carlson, Wah, yeah. Howden, and you're still fine. Well, I think we all agree with you with you know what you've been saying in the last couple of podcasts about this team very much playing a lot of positionless hockey because it happens with you know what they don't really care who their center is a lot of the time. It's forward mm-hmm. one, forward two, forward three. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, I mean, what watch us end up with like an entire freaking forward core of all centers except for Mark Stone eventually. That has happened. We've had center lines happen so many times. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. And we pointed this out, I think, I don't know if I forgot who this was, I think last year or earlier in this year, when we talked about a couple games in the playoffs last year, Tuck played center with <laughs> Pacioretty and Stone, right? Like, it, that was it, when Stevenson was out, yeah. It wasn't center, it was just forward one, forward two, forward three. Yeah. It's all about face-offs. And I, there's a lot of uh, discourse right now about um, New Jersey's trading one of their young centers, his name's Pavel Zaka. And yes. he's not playing center for him anymore, even though he's a true center, because he's not taking face-offs because they have Heischer who takes the left face-off. They have Hughes who are trying to get better taking the left face-off. And then he would be the third, so he's just not taking many anymore. So for hockey in general, you're kind of going away from that true center, right? Yeah. Yeah. Same yeah. thing with what, what's the one, Dave, what's the one reason, what's the number one responsibility for a center? Why they are most likely a center over a wing? When the face-off. And what's second? Back check. Yep, defensive responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know who's the best center in the world? Connor Mark McDavid. Stone. You know what he doesn't do? Back check. He, he doesn't have. He has zero defensive responsibility. And you so know, I think it's just it, that's because he plays center ice. Okay. Fine. And you know who who the best back checker is in this in this team? On this team, Stone. Yeah. Yeah. Does he play center? Nope. 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 Exactly. By the way, <laughs> la- last thing I will say about the uh, the All Star like the three on three games is. Connor McDavid won't even back check in, in like the All Star game. Like we literally just did, him. He's he's like, oh look at the puck go by. Oh look at the other yeah, team he, score on he, me. To be fair to McDavid, to, to be fair to McDavid, nobody was back checking. But yeah, he wasn't even like trying. Like everybody else is trying to back check. He's standing in neutral zone, just staring at it. Pacific Division only had one defenseman. And he won the breakaway challenge. Stop. And he won the breakaway. <laughs> he didn't score on it. He didn't even score. Um, also, one more thing to wrap on uh, trades that will not happen. Quit mentioning Laurent Brossois. Listen, Vegas plays. What what did I say it was? Thirty games in sixty one days or yep. twenty nine yeah. games, whatever it is. Stop they play bullshit. a game every other day for the entire month of March and April as you lead up to the playoffs. And in that, there's five back-to-backs. You are not trading your backup goalie that has proven he can go get you a win. You're not trading him and then running Leonard into the ground right before you go into the most important playoffs of this team's evolution, right? Like, it's just not happening. So stop mentioning. I don't care that he makes $2.35 million. They signed him for this year and next year. They are not trading him. And, and uh, Thompson's great, but he's not there yet. And he won't be there next year. He's, if you look at his extension, this is what everybody pointed to, and this is why I wish people would just do a little bit of research. I know it's a lot to ask. Everybody's like, oh, they assigned him to an extension. Next year, it's a two-way deal. Therefore, he makes like 100000 in the AHL. And then the year after that, which is when he would take over for Brossois, it's like these – GMs that we have actually know what the fuck they're doing and all the talking heads <laughs> or all the dipshit Twitter fingers don't know what they're talking about. It's really amazing. Like, yeah, I know. Who would have thought? How the fuck? Oh, yeah. Those are the same people who say that we need to make Brossois the starter and get rid of Leonard and save <sighs> that space that way. 
because he because he got a shutout against Edmonton, who looked terrible, and Leonard didn't get a shutout versus Calgary, who came out like a fucking cannon. Yeah, Calgary's Calgary is a better team. Calgary is like on a heater right now, dude. It's it, they're one point behind us now in three games in hand. Oh no, yep. they're, they're 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 look. They're Carlo, first I, I understand. I get home ice. We play terrible in the Saddle Dome. I don't care. I want. I would love Vegas to be the second seed. Who cares about winning the Pacific Division? Let Calgary run away with that. And then they get to go play the fourth best central team, which is going to be much better than the second or third best Pacific team who we would play. Uh, look, I know that they won't do it. They're just going to win as many games as they possibly can. But if we have the two seed versus the Kings and Calgary has to go play St. Louis, sign me up for that right now. And then Vegas gets to paint, play St. Louis in second round. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so great. And then you'd get, you'd get your whole lineup that you were hoping for. L.A., St. Louis, and then Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Look, look, I, I do believe that this playoff is – look, Vegas had – and it's good in my opinion. Vegas in the previous two years had the easiest path. Like I think uh, Jesse wrote an article about the bubble year, right? Like that was the worst path or easiest path that any team had ever had to the Stanley Cup playoff. They didn't make it. Last year, Vegas had first round – they should not have been as difficult against Minnesota. I get that that happens. Then Colorado was a very good team, but then they Montreal, they shit the bed. This year will be a very, very difficult path. I'm ready for this team to have their back up against the wall starting in round one. They they want to be a, the uphill battle team the whole time. Like you yeah. can tell if they yeah. play, if they play like they feel like they're the underdog, they will win every series. It's when they f- get confidence, they start shitting the bed. True. It's when Marchie starts shit-talking about his confidence, that's when you know they're going to lose the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just want my bi- biannual banner that we get every, every two years. I- I'd rather have a different color banner up there than the one that's already that's up there. That's true. Yeah, you, or like, you know, an, an actual Stanley Cup sitting. Uh, yeah. They'll do a gold banner for the Stanley Cup if they yep. win. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be cool. Because you, you got white finals. for Western Conference, you got yeah. black for Pacific. You'll definitely go gold for us. Uh, it'll be like yeah. metallic, shiny gold. Oh, it'll, yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll oh, be yeah. the other way around. The, the divisions it, are white. And I know it's gold of, leaf. It's just all gold leaf all over. I know a lot of yeah. these uh, traditional hockey. <laughs> oh, dude, that would be so dope. It's and just a solid. It's a. It's not a. Uh, it's not a banner. It's a freaking hanging plaque. And then yes. it falls and kills. Never mind. Don't <laughs> Injures. Doesn't kill anybody. Just. Slice somebody in half, you know. <laughs> and where they put it, it's right above the owner's box. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah it, it's it's going to be interesting. I just can't wait for the playoffs. I, I, know playoffs, I can't wait to see Jack Eichel this week. Huh? <laughs> yes. I, I hope it's this week, right? I, I think it's funny good. that everybody's got their all high, hopes up high for, oh, something's going to break loose on because I think uh, VGK Watch tweeted out, like, Oh, it's just hitting me that this might be the last time we see some of these players, and then all of a sudden you're. I think what AJ said is probably the most likely out of everything that we all said. They put stone on LTIR just to, and then everybody freaks the fuck out. Oh my god, they're doing it! They're cheating! And then right before the deadline, they make a move and bring stone back, and then everybody's like, "Okay, ignore what we said. They're not cheating." <laughs> no, no, no. They'll double down. You know they'll they, double down. Yeah, yeah, dude. This, <laughs> yeah. The, the Vegas has become the league's villains real fast. It went I from the, the scrappy, the scrappy underdogs that everybody's rooting for because they knew. Dude, I went to like, like in Patriots country, so I am used to everybody hating whatever team I live near. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> Every I, good team goes through it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's just people love, and that's why. 
the Lakers, the Yankees, uh, to AJ's point, the uh, mm-hmm. Patriots, right? Like people either love to root for them because they're a winner or love to root against them because they're because they, they hate them, right? And they hate success, right? Like, and I know we talked about, it was a couple months ago, somebody has like, if you're an Edmonton fan, how do you still support that team? But shit on Vegas, like Vegas has done everything they needed to do. If you are a fan of a team, the winner, the owners prove that all he cares about is winning to the point of, I think to the same, when I was talking about Merrick and Friedman, he called it the ruthless pursuit of the Stanley cup. He does not matter that they signed Nate Schmidt to an extension. They traded his ass. They mm-hmm. traded for and said uh, that Flurry was going to retire here. They traded <laughs> his ass, right? Stasny, get out of here. No, right? Not, ex- not extending Neil, right? Like, not extending Perron, all these things, they are in the absolute ruthless pursuit of the Stanley Cup. And that's awesome if you are a fan of this team. How do you not love that? Because, that, look, as a season ticket member, I know that I'm going to go and watch a good team. They're always going to be in contention at some point. Whatever it takes, man. Yep. Whatever it takes. I can, I can tell what kind of fans a lot of other people were before Vegas by how mad they get about the things that Vegas does. Oh yeah. Except for except for Dave because he's been a lifelong Red Wings fan and uh yeah, talk about I mean Dave, I'm so sorry. Like they've been a bad team lately. I mean what you've only seen what 17 fucking cups in your lifetime? That's got to be tough. <laughs> How often do I complain about it? Well, because... he's got to be happy about that cuz he can't be happy about a lot of the other sports. This has been the most oh, yeah. exciting year in 6 years. Hey, that cider kid, everybody shit on that pick at six. He looks legit. He's oh, yeah. I the Raymond, right after they picked him. <laughs> Raymond, too. Raymond looks fucking dope. But yeah, but here's Zegers. the thing for, for, for Detroit, right? Like the Pistons were good back in what, like the mid 2000, like 0405 area, I think. Yeah, 104 right? loss in game seven and 05. Yep. Um, Lions, uh, yeah, that's uh, the, that's uh, Tigers, uh, okay, yeah, they so won, they won recently. Win. Tigers won the division four years in a row, went to two World Series. Yeah, you yeah. can't ask for Oh, they didn't win. It's kind of yeah. messed up the Pistons aren't named the Bears. Like, come on, you could have the Lions and Tigers and the Bears. And once <laughs> You're yeah, such a fucking but, idiot. You know, with football team in Chicago. And Detroit, yeah. And well, then you so. and then they'd have to rename the Red Wings, oh my, so that would be weird for you. <laughs> uh, he's been, he has been, I guarantee he's been workshopping that. He's just been waiting for us to drop that. That's I, I, I've been thinking about that for a really long, that was a un- really unnecessarily good long time. That was a really, really good one. I'm, I'm actually really happy. <laughs> so on that note, I think we should end on a positive there. Yeah. yeah Everybody go and enjoy their massive massive bowel today um enjoy that and uh we'll be back in another six years and make sure you take all my after that massive hopefully, hopefully by the next time we talk to you jack eichel will have scored his first yeah, goal as goal we'll, tonight we'll be talking about jack eichel next week let's see what's that all right let's do it next week hopefully jack eichel all right <laughs> is that is that the title oh wait you already had the title this week. yeah so next week it'll be Jack Eichel, right? <laughs> uh, All right, cool. Oh so uh, we'll be back. Thanks, everybody. And uh, take it away, Carlo. Go Bengals. <laughs>